Well, we want to say Merry Christmas and thank you for being here. We're glad that you are here this afternoon. And uh, what we're aware of today is that there are at least two very distinct groups of people in this room. There's one group of people who is really, really, really disappointed that it's like 73 degrees today. And then there is another group of people who are equally excited that it is 73 degrees today, right? Here's the thing, y'all. When I hear songs like Walking in a Winter Wonderland, that should be a Halloween song because it scares me. Like, that should be in a minor key and should be the backdrop of a horror film, right? Like, the only white Christmas I ever dream of is a white sandy beach with palm trees, like, kind of places that have the drinks with umbrellas in them, right? I don't know if we're allowed to say that in a Baptist church, but, like, man, no, this is good for me. That, that two distinct groups of people exist in my marriage today. My wife is so disappointed that it's not cold today, and I'm like, praise Jesus, I'm all about this, right? And here's the thing. I I got plenty of my cold for the whole year earlier this year in the the month of February. I went up to Pennsylvania uh, to see my grandmother. And while I was there, and there was already snow all over the ground, but apparently while I was sleeping, it snowed all night long. Because I woke up that morning. My mother had also uh, flown up there uh, to, to see her mom, my grandmother. And I wake up to a text from my mom who's like not young, right? And not in great health. And the text says, I'm out front shoveling snow. It snowed all night. And all I took was a little carry-on bag. I don't have any clothes. So I basically put on every article of clothing I had in my carry-on and went outside because if I let my mother shovel snow in the driveway, I permanently lose any hopes of keeping my man card for forever, right? And I'm out there shoveling snow, and and it was beautiful, right? Here's a picture of my grandmother's house, right? And see, that's pretty in a picture from Texas, right? But I'm just telling you, in that moment, I'm like, this is why people live in the South. Why would you live here on purpose, right? And so I'm grateful today that it's not freezing cold. I'm grateful that it's warm. Hopefully uh, you're going to have some great plans this evening with your loved ones, your family. Maybe you already did your family shindigs earlier uh, in the weekend or earlier this month. But whatever the case may be, I, I believe um, that, that this past February I, I saw something that, that is fitting for our thoughts this afternoon. See, when we finally got my grandmother uh, cleared in the driveway, we went to leave for the appointment we were headed to. And what I noticed was a very big difference between the places that had already been cleared and the places that hadn't. The places where the snow plows had already been and where they'd already had the salt trucks go through, life was going on like normal. But the places that hadn't been cleared yet, life was shut down. People were stuck in their neighborhoods, stuck in their houses, stuck in their homes and in their driveways. Life couldn't move forward for them because the way hadn't been cleared. And and I believe that there's some folks in this this room today that life for you, you need somebody to make a way. That song that we just sang, that we serve a God who is a way maker. Some of us are facing something way more daunting than snow today. And I'm really glad that the way maker came to make a way for us. Years before the little baby was born in a manger, before God became man and dwelt among us, 
Long before that happened, the prophets prophesied that he was coming. And and one of those prophecies where God was going to speak through a prophet was through a prophet named Isaiah. And in Isaiah chapter number 43, he says this, and he's speaking on God's behalf. Thus says the Lord. Right now, he's about to make a big declaration here. Thus says the Lord. And then he describes this God who's about to speak. The God who makes a way. That's who God is. He's a God who makes a way in the sea and a mighty path, or a path rather, in the mighty waters. Which is a reference to, if you have been around church at any time, or maybe if you've just watched the old Charlton Heston movie on Easter, the Ten Commandments, right? This is the story of God's people in Exodus chapter 13 and 14, where they come to the Red Sea, and there's an army pursuing them, and they can't get past the mighty waters, the, the great sea. And God literally, we believe, miraculously makes a way for them to cross over on dry land. This God who makes a way, what the prophet is saying here is that God who made a way in the past is going to make a way again. We believe God did exactly that. That's what the Christmas story is. God made a way to get to earth to save us. Came born of a virgin in a little town called Bethlehem in the middle of nowhere to make a way for us. By the way, God made a way while he was here on earth in the form of Jesus with the mighty sea and the rivers again. When Jesus, Mark chapter 4, he literally calms a mighty sea, a, a storm where he speaks, peace be still. But the greatest way that God made a way is where the whole Christmas story leads us to, and that is to the cross. Where he made a way for us to have access to God. Made a way for us to have brand new life with what we'll celebrate in a few months with Easter through the resurrection. But the beautiful thing about who this God is, is he's not just the God who has made a way, past tense. The, the verb tense of this God who makes a way is the idea not just that he made a way in the past, but that he is making a way right now in present tense. Whatever's going on in your life right now, I believe God's at work. Even when you don't see him, I believe he's working. Even when you don't feel him, I believe he's working. That's who he is. He's the God who makes a way. You're not alone this Christmas. You're not forgotten this Christmas. I believe we serve a God who is making a way even now. But the beautiful thing about the verb tense of this God who makes a way is not just that he made a way in the past. It's not just that he's making a way in the present. I believe he's going to continue to make a way in the future. I believe he will continue as you face a new year, as you face 2020, whatever uncertainties you're walking into a new year with, I believe he will continue to make a way. That's actually the context of this prophecy. Because it says, thus says the Lord. Well, what does he have to say? He says a verse later, remember not the former things or consider the things of old. This isn't about just looking backwards at what God has done. Behold, I am doing a new thing. It springs forth. Do you perceive it? Listen, this waymaker is going to continue to make a way. He's going to continue to work in your life. It's what he does. He is the waymaker. This beautiful prophecy actually begins at the beginning of this chapter, Isaiah chapter 4. And, and this is for somebody this afternoon. I don't know who needs to hear this, but over your life right now today, I believe this is a word from the Lord. Thus, now thus says the Lord who created you. O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. 
I have called you by name. We just sang that beautiful song about what a beautiful name he has. Well, guess what? He knows your name too. (laughs) How great is that? He called you by name. And here's the beautiful thing. Here's what God says to you this Christmas. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. The flames shall not consume you. How is that possible? Because I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That's what we celebrate this Christmas Eve, that a Savior has come to make a way. Why would he do that? Why would he make a way in the past? Why is he making a way in the present? Why do we trust that he'll continue to make a way in the future? Here's why, verse number four. This is what God speaks over you today. Because you are precious in my eyes. (laughs) This is what God says over you. God says, you're honored. We've gathered here to honor him today. But the incredible thing about the heart of God is that he's honored you. And then he speaks this over all of us this this afternoon. God says, I love you. This Christmas, the God who has made a way and who is making a way and who will make a way speaks over you. I love you. And do you know why God made a way? Do you know why God is making a way? Do you know why God will continue to make a way? Because it's not just what he does. That's who he is. He is the way maker. And and I don't know if you feel like this Christmas you've got it all together. Life is going your way. Or if you feel the exact opposite of that. Or if you're somewhere in between. And here's the deal this Christmas Eve. Whether or not you feel like you've got it all together. Or whether you feel like it's all falling apart. It's actually not about you. It's about the one who's going ahead of you. To make a way. He's made a way for you to have hope. He's made a way for you to have joy. He's made a way for you to have peace. He's made a way for you to have meaning. He's made a way for you to have salvation. He's made a way for you to have life. He's made a way for you to have purpose. That's the Christmas reality. God has made a way. Because he is the way maker.